welcome to for crack. Uh, I mean, the TNB's Power Hour. Uh, Power! Hot, hot, hot mic <laughs> moment there, everyone. And, uh, and Beast, as you were saying, uh, let's just continue that story then, since now they've heard it. <laughs> oh, well, let's talk about some crazy news. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Nobody was here but Sherry. Yeah, it was just, yeah, that <laughs> wasn't, that nothing happened there. That was not a... <sighs> So, uh, we are here, and we are about to begin more news, more wonderful, wonderful news, I'm sure. But before we do that, we got to let people know. We got to let people know what's been going on in our lives. Bees, what have you done in the last two weeks? It's been a while since we had the break. Oh, my God. I don't even remember. Sweet Jesus. Well, I mean, that was oh. the uh, first time you sucked a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's been a rough two weeks, all right? <laughs> a rough two weeks. Um, I finally caught up on my homework, so Amazing. tonight I will be, I will be putting a pedal to the metal on uh the Pokemon one shot. Pokemon, so get that done and get that out and start playing it. Aether and Pokemon one shot. Yep. Um. Oh, and then one thing that happened to me today, which I sent out a tweet about, is I was sitting down with my son, and he was, like, right here on my back. And uh, I was just sitting here playing a game, and he was watching me blow up robots, and uh, he was like, are you lucky? I'm like, yeah, I'm lucky. You know why? Because I have two of the best sons ever. And then he just stopped for a second. And he was like, you're not lucky. And I'm like, what? Why not? <laughs> He's like, because you don't have gold. I'm like, Why does gold make me lucky? And he was like, you need gold. And I was like, well, I think I'm still lucky. And he was like, no, you don't. And I'm like, how are you going to tell me that I don't feel lucky? And he was like, because I'm busy. And I'm like, busy what? Busy doing what? And he's like being a spider and then hopped down off the chair and just walked off into the sunset. <laughs> and I, I, I couldn't, there was nothing I could say in, in, in regards <laughs> to that. And I was like, well, checkmate shit. Logic. Right. <laughs> Logic. Yeah. You've met your match. That's what happened there. Well, I was like, kids. all right, cool. <laughs> kids can say some crazy, crazy shit. Uh, yeah. It's been, been a bit interesting being a parent we'll say that yeah to say the least i had uh <clears throat> not similar experience that my boys are actually starting to get a little bit up there <laughs> a little bit up there in age you know they're no longer kids they're now <laughs> uh preteens mostly Ooh. Uh, um Oof. but we had we had friends down last week uh that was the reason for the break at that point in time rather than our regularly scheduled break um yeah, I had one friend that came down from Texas, one that came over from Arizona, Stephen and Andrea. Stephen, you know, LD and Devil here on the channel. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. They were here, and the whole time they were here, my youngest decided to take it upon himself to come and tell them about these stories and adventures he was having in this thing he called the Dark World, where he caught all these relics from and was protecting them because they would destroy the world. And there was a lot of conversation about that made-up fantasy, which made, you know, Papa Storyteller proud, but at the same time, I was like, no. <laughs> we're in the middle of a movie right now, son. Is this really <laughs> the right time for this? 
Is it, is it ever a bad time to save the world? Huh, Dad? <laughs> you got I gotta see priorities being what that is. Uh, yeah. but, but what yeah. if something happens to him and he gets sucked into the dark world? Nobody knows his tale at this point. Yeah, right. right? And I guess he, he had this this artifact, this staff that uh, had the power to destroy an entire world, and he was caretaking it. So that's important. Yeah. It's going to make one hell of a DM. <laughs> yeah, so from my perspective, I happen to also be part of uh, Real Woman of Gaming's a charity event live stream on Saturday week before last, whenever that was. Yeah, week before last, uh, which was a lot of fun. We played some D&D 5e. I got to be a warlock for the first time ever because I've actually never played one in like any D&D setting ever. Oh. Um, and I do have to say that I chose to be a, cel- a pack, a celestial, a pack of the tome celestial warlock. That's what my brain was trying to come up with. So that meant I was basically a cleric that pretended to be a warlock. That's what that was. Nice. Uh, While the individuals were interesting and uh, the objective was to get to a tower and kill an undead thing. um, I still find D&D incredibly boring. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry, community. I, I can't, I can't, I can't false it. I, I can't, I can't lie. I, it's true. Once I, you know, I, and like you said, the people are one thing, but the system is another. Absolutely. Uh, Shannon was saying something of the day, Glitzing Gamer here for those of you that uh, watch our network. Shannon was saying that growing up, she doesn't remember a single GM that she ever played a Dungeons and Dragons game with that didn't homebrew something in the game, like pretty seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, these rules don't matter. Those rules don't matter. This is how I want to play the game. And at some point, you just start to say, maybe the system doesn't work for you because you have to change it always to make it fit what you want it to do to have fun. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah. Now I've just moved right into, you know... Plugging my own products, mm. which we're just going to move away from for now. We don't need to do Major that. Teamwork, <laughs> um, but anyways, so so that is a that is an aspect of it, though. If you're playing a game and you have to change a bunch of it to have fun playing it, maybe that's not the right game for what you're trying to run. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. OK, so I am a, a strong advocate of a host of TTRPGs that exist out there. But the the biggest one. I am not an advocate for. I am not really a fan of. Uh, although I cannot deny what it has done for the space. So that's that. All I'm saying. All fuck I'm saying. D&D. All I'm saying. Fuck D and D. Just fuck D and D. Just you know? yeah. Just put that out there. Get the hell out. Just right, right up and flip the table. Pieces go yeah. everywhere. Uh, no, pick I, those back I mean, up. That's look, a lot of money. Let's just let's just let's just put it. You know, let's let's do a quick comparison. Number of harassment and just <laughs> terrible occurrences that have happened in the D and D sphere versus how many that have happened in the Aether sphere. I mean, there's no comparison there. Like none at all. I mean, there's there's zero. So that's all I know. That's all, that's all I know. <laughs> all right, fine, fine. Y'all came here. For this crazy TNB's power hour to be entertained cool. by by crazy news, not not to hear us 
brag about our own accomplishments and rag on other game systems. Uh, That's what I'm and, here for. And have children's stories that <laughs> eventually go nowhere, just like the children's stories do. Um, so, <laughs> first story of the night. Are you okay there, Bees? You're yawning a lot. No, I'm tired of shit. Yeah. Yeah. You poor, poor thing. I'm finally caught up with school so that I can finally get like an actual night of sleep. So you should too. I mean, you stay up all night long working on those things. It's crazy. So many nights. So first story of tonight for sale. Dallas, Dallas mansion with no bedrooms for nearly $1 million. It's the most unusual and mysterious mansion that two Dallas real estate veterans say they've ever tried to sell. Excuse me. It's the biggest and most expensive home on Southview Lane in North Dallas. The near million dollar mansion at this location on the corner of blah, blah, blah is not built to live in. The home disguises its original purpose as a business. Everything inside from the reception area to the stark design and features looks like something you would find in an office park rather than a residential neighborhood. Probably the most unusual property that I've ever come across, to say at least, says Dallas realtor Ace Lolly, who has the tough task of selling the home which has been on the market for three months and listed at $989,000. Everybody likes a challenge, Lolly said. Uh, So this was a specific building that had a zone exception for public utility or something like that when they went to build the house. They bought the lot, but they couldn't use it for anything other than public utility. So while it looks like a house, it was made to act as, let's see, an electrical switching center before later being leased for medical office data storage. This says it begs the question who would want the most expensive house in a neighborhood. that's not equipped for someone to live in it. Wow. Um, first thing, fantastic name, you know, call ACE. If you want to sell your place, you know, I, <laughs> I'm down to write stuff for you. ACE. If you, if you need jingles and, and, and mottos and whatnot, I got you. Um, secondly, I mean, to be fair, sucks to be you guy. Cause I, you knew this place had no bedrooms when you got it. Who possessed, uh, what possessed you to purchase this realizing that you couldn't, I mean, it's, it's literally in the the state law or city law that you cannot make this into a house. So just because it looks like a house, who's going to do what with that? That's, that's somebody who's like, oh, I love a challenge. And it's not a challenge. It's just you thinking you're better than you are. And you're going to learn real quick. It's just stupidity. Real quick. Just he's still sitting there with nothing. Stupidity. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, I understand where he's coming from because every time I buy a house, I get pissed off that there are so many bedrooms that I can't, you know, just run around and do all the Tai Bo and Kung Fu that I want because all these fucking people sleeping in my house. So there's a our audience says our audience says professional haunted house and interactive 24 hour theater temporal mechanic. Just so you're aware, this has to be a public utility space. So you'd have to come up with something entertaining that also serves the public sector and not uh, it can't be treated like a business, you know? So, so what would you have Tesla coil foundation, you know, just have a bunch of lightning bouncing around supply power to the town, but also put on a good show, right? 
you gotta you gotta get creative and, here. Yeah. Like I man, I don't know. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't go anywhere near that property. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, we'll move on to the next story because that's just more head scratching nonsense. It's like who's gonna spend a million dollars on an empty lot? But people do. People do. I was about to say there are people. Next up, alligator surprises Florida family in the middle of the night and damages their house. I'm sure that's a nightly occurrence for you. Uh, Not me, hell no. <laughs> so nothing will wake you up faster than a trespassing alligator. A family in Florida has woken up in the middle of the night by their barking dog, and when they went to check on the cause, they found a large gator waiting for them on their front steps. According to the family, this is something they've never had to deal with before. My husband and I were sleeping, and our dog Capone, <laughs> Capone, like Al Capone, started yeah. barking at 2 a.m., I turned on a porch light and the gator was sitting on my doormat. Sprattling said she waited to see if the gator would leave, but instead it just paced back and forth from the window where her dog was barking to the window where her son's bedroom was. I think it was stalking her family. So then I called the police, she said. Unfortunately, the police needed some help with this particular gator. They attempted to draw it away from my house and that didn't work either. They talked to me through the window and let me know that a trapper was on the way. When the trapper arrived, he was able to catch it with some slight damage to the home. It put dents in my pillar due to the thrashing. Oh, okay. We've had several neighbors with the same issues with the gators coming out towards them, adding she believed someone in the area is feeding the creatures, drawing them in. Okay. Two things. One, that is when you get, like, turrets and shit installed in your house. <laughs> Automated. If, if the gator wants to play this game, we can play this game. And we'll just sit there and just dig it, dig it, dig it every time a gator comes up. <laughs> At that point, everybody in my family, my kids will be going to school with, you know, tailor-made gator backpacks and shit. I mean, that's a industry right there. Shoes. Yeah, there you go. The war has been I'm going on for five years, but now we've made an industry of it. Yeah. Um, another thing would be... Uh, who the hell... See, now you have to wonder if it's somebody feeding the gators or somebody being fed to the gators. Because they're like pacing up by the windows. It recognizes that's where food is. Mm -hmm. Is it, though? Is it feeding? Is this is this a gator spiracy? Is this a disgruntled neighbor that didn't like what was going on with, like, Alice's yard or something? So then they okay. sick their trained <laughs> gators on them? I teach you. Come on, Spooky. If we get another story next week that's like meth-addled gators attack person on property porch, oh my god! Meth I'm gonna blame gators? you. I'm gonna blame that's you because you gave everybody the idea on our previous shows. I'm just saying, if you're not training meth attack gators, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, I know that's you're wasting time. We only live a finite exactly. amount of time. You have to you have to make everything as crazed as possible for the best stories yeah. ever. That's the way I see it. <laughs> like you just slacking on your Mac and if you're not coming out with, with meth attack gators meth attack gators I think meth attack what, what do you think is more dangerous I mean gators would be the obvious choice because they're larger they got that whole the grippy strength they can drag you underwater like merciless killing yeah. machines but mm -hmm. they're not as agile as squirrels they can't get in and out and do a whole bunch of damage and leave and come back and do it again so what do you think mm. meth gator versus meth squirrel what's the more dangerous creature now, is it one gator and one squirrel? I mean, if you did one and well, one and one versus versus a one in a group, what? Well, how about that? Because if it's one meth gator versus one meth squirrel, 
I'd say the the gator is the bigger uh, danger. It's got the advantage. Yeah. Um, now, if it's a meth gator, now now okay, is this animals versus people, or is this like meth gators attacking somebody versus meth squirrels attacking somebody? I think it's. I think we're gonna say uh, animals versus people. So it'd be a meth gator versus a human. Versus a, a meth squirrel versus a human. Because, I mean, okay, meth squirrels, so then, they come from any direction. Meth gator, you can obviously see in advance. Uh, so hopefully. You would hope so. <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, they are very camouflaged. Yeah. Now, I would say it would be the, uh, I say singular meth gator. Because it's just one little squirrel. At some point, you can fight them off. Maybe, you know put them down, whatever, whatnot. Um, now, if you got a swarm of like, like if it's a meth gator, you can run. You can, you can eventually, you have one point of danger that you have to avoid. If it's meth, a group of meth squirrels, then you're, you're practically fucked because they can just come from all angles at once and swarm you. It's like saying, do you want to dodge? Do you want to get away from a shark or a group of piranha? I mean, yeah, a group of piranha. Cause I mean, uh, that's a good analogy too. the shark, big kind of lumbering. You can see it coming from a mile away and wild gators can't fly. Like if you're underwater with a shark, but the piranhas totally could be coming at you from all directions. And then what the yep. hell are you going to do? You're trying to fight one off. It's like biting off your nipple while the other one's like chewing on your ear, and your face while the other one's got the back of your yeah. leg and they just take you down. Yeah. You're out of mess out. You, yep. you can't hit everything. Serpent. Oh, I thought you meant serpentine in the water. I was like, I don't swim that fast. <laughs> serpentine. I'm just wiggling. That's, that's called swimming. Yeah. <laughs> ah. A serpentine motion in the in the water is just swimming. <laughs> All right, next one. James Brown, former Paralympian convicted of causing public nuisance after gluing himself to British Airways plane. Mm. So a former Paralympian has been found guilty of causing a public nuisance after super gluing himself to the roof of a British Airways plane. He's an Extinction Rebellion activist. He climbed on top of the aircraft on the morning of 10th October as a part of a protest against flying at London City Airport. The two-time gold medalist, who was partially sighted, spent an hour on the jet, which was destined for Amsterdam, before firefighters removed him and he was arrested. Southwark Crown Court was told. Uh, this individual glued his right hand to the plane and then placed his mobile phone in the door to keep the door from closing. It cost the airline 40,000 pounds and affected more than 300 British airway passengers. Thoughts? Wow. Um... Hmm. So, first thing I just want to say is, good God! Ha! Oh, <laughs> ah! um, <laughs> so, that's James the first Brown thing I need for to all you kids out there that don't that. know what that yeah, means. <laughs> um, yeah. Dude, what's wrong with him? Is he having a stroke? No, nope, no. Nope. Just James Brown, and it's all right. Um, secondly, why? He had uh, climbed on top of this plane, too. He's Paralympian, so he's only partially sighted, which means it must have been a difficult time. Um, and he had done it as an act of rebellion. He's an Extinction Rebellion activist. 
which means that they're they're a group of individuals who are uh, activists fighting against climate change. They believe mm-hmm. that extinction is going to happen, and they're rebelling against it. That's what that means. So he was hoping to stop the plane, cause damage to the airline industry. Literally, what he did monetarily because they are contributing to fossil fuels to carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Uh, It had results, not good ones. And I'm sure that he's now in prison or something, but like, I I get it. I get it. You want to, you know, stick it to the man, stand up for what you believe in. I understand completely. And, you know, more power to you. But does that really seem like the best way? I'm not sure what the best way even would be. It needs to be getting yeah. people in positions of I'm political sure. authority better. Like, yeah, I'm sure there's something better than that. Because, true, you know. It doesn't seem and like. Plus, Go ahead. And plus, didn't they have to use a bunch of, like, chemicals to get his hand unstuck. Well, I mean, it was super glue. So, yeah. It yeah. took a little while. I think his phone is yeah. broken now too. So, you know, that was a waste of something that contributes a great deal to environmental impact. Every single one of these you make is like 16 plane trips. So just so you're yeah. aware out there, everybody that has a, oh, has a cell phone. Thank <laughs> God. He managed to glue himself there and cause no further damage to the environment. So thank you, James Brown. <laughs> you're uh, you're an inspiration to us all. All right. Moving right along to the next one. Officials warn of acid shooting land lobsters roaming a national park in Texas. <laughs> Some freaky looking creatures are out looking for mates this summer. It sounds like a big blockbuster movie event. Big Bend National Park in southwest Texas is alerting visitors that summer rains are bringing arachnids called vinegaroons out of their burrows in search of food and love. I've got an uh, image here, I do believe. Got there, there. There's the vinegaroon. These three-inch creatures, also known as whip scorpions, can pinch with their heavy mouth parts, according to a Facebook post from the National Park. They also have long, whip-like tails with can shoot a spray of acetic acid, and uh, they're normally nocturnal, don't see very well, relatively benign, unless you annoy them. So yeah, what do you think of uh, what do you think of that creature? Hell no, that's <laughs> what I think of it. Hell no. <laughs> the park notes that if you spot a female, she may be carrying hatchlings all over her back. Oh, oh. get acid flinging <laughs> uh, oh. arachnids just and then cover you in little babies. All I know is that I'm pissed. All right, Texas is just one of those spoiled ass kids you know florida comes up with you know meth gator i mean gators and meth attack squirrels and texas is like oh we're not gonna be outdone so then they start getting fucking acid slinging scorpion demon things (laughs) just to prove they're just as cool as the rest of us well, like, they come have, on, let us have something. To be fair, they have a misleading headline. They have they have actually tried to make themselves look as crazy as Florida. It is not actually the case because vinegaroons are mostly harmless. Uh, <laughs> these these creatures, when they spray you, the acid they hit you with is basically just vinegar. Um, oh, so it's bothersome if it gets in your eyes. It can drive off some predators, but they're actually not nearly <laughs> as uh, 
as dangerous as they look. <laughs> I just throw some sour water at you, and then <laughs> yep. take this. <laughs> That's just called oh. peeing in someone's eyes. Where I come yeah. from. <laughs> yeah. So technically, uh, both my sons were vinegaroons when they both were uh, younger. Were, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chasing us down the hall again. Turn around, whip it out. Take that. Yeah. Run away. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that to somebody if I get Natural chased. Like someone tries to rob me. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's my defense. I'm just gonna turn it. I'm gonna whip it out and pee in their eyes. You know, won't have. Won't so worry about uh, performance anxiety in the moment. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> if I get scared, I always have to pee. Well, there you I'm not go. saying I'm going to like snap one off in somebody's eyes. Yeah, I might, just said I'm going to pee in somebody's eyes. That might help, though. That might help. If you if you pee every time you're scared, when that like gun comes out and you're in that defense moment, it's more like a fire hose effect. It just forces <laughs> out. You're just like, blam! It's, like a quick draw, it's a quick draw situation at that point. Exactly. <laughs> gotcha! He's got his hand over his gun. I got my hand over my zipper. And it's like, wow. The <laughs> uh, Florida man uh, disarms attacker with well-aimed stream of urine. <laughs> Next story. The whole time, my picture, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, the two hands, finger guns. And they'll be like, this man wasn't using his fingers as a gun when he accomplished this task today. Oh. Keep keep an eye out on the news, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna pee on somebody. And disable their gun. I'm calling it now. No, that story is going to go. Uh, Florida man urinates on someone trying to prove a point, and it's not going to work <laughs> out the way you intend. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, uh, I see it now. All right, next story. Yes. Police catch serial pooper after wrong woman gets a bum rap in Indiana. But <laughs> it. There's this this story. Whoever wrote this really thought they were funny. So here we go. A small town jogger is in a deep after being accused in a serial public defecation case. According to the police in Fishers, Indiana, authorities say they've cracked the case of a young woman who has been pooping on neighborhood lawns during her early morning jogs through the town. Officers urge the unidentified woman to seek professional help, though she may still face charges especially if she continues to be such a crappy neighbor. Several residents recently shared their stories about the serial pooper with a local broadcast in hopes that someone would help identify her. We call her the pooper. We have lots of names for her. Last week, or the week before, she did it in three or four different yards down the street. Every other yard. The individual added that the deuce-dropping delinquent always comes prepared to clean herself up afterward. Although she doesn't extend that courtesy to her neighbors, the toilet paper is the calling card. We know when we see that, that she's been around. Neighborhood also added that the jogger leaves her discarded TP behind with her BMs at all times. We found droppings in our yard, she said. She carries her own toilet paper. She just leaves it behind with her droppings. We call it droppings. How quaint. Residents in the neighborhood of Windermere put a no pooping signs in the yard. I think I've got the image. There it is. Uh, in the neighborhood of Windermere to... to in uh, hopes of deterring the unwelcome turd dropper. They also spent several days trying to identify her on social media. There's videos on Nextdoor and Reddit of her pulling this crap. One local wrote to police on Facebook, as long as everything comes out in the end, another one wrote. One local managed to capture footage, footage of the Vigo vendor earlier this week on a doorbell cam, which ultimately led police to the culprit. Authorities announced on Thursday. 
but they've identified the woman. She added that she would, <laughs> they added that she was the number two suspect in the case after at oh least one other individual was falsely accused uh, by locals on social media. Police warned the public about giving people a bum rap in a statement on Thursday. We caution residents against sharing information related to criminal investigations that has not been verified by the police. The department wrote on Facebook, the unidentified pooper is not the first jogger to drop trow and relieve herself along a running route. <laughs> Colorado Springs grappled with a mad pooper who did the same in 2017 while Toronto dealt with its own run-by dumper in 2018. The phenomenon is commonly known as runner's trots, and it's thought to affect 20 to 50% of athletes either during or immediately after exercise. The cause is unclear. At least the Mayo Clinic says there are ways to deal with it, such as drinking lots of water, limiting your intake of fiber, sugar, alcohol, caffeines, and milk products before a run. In other words, the Fisher's jogger might have a medical reason for her frequent bowel movements, but there's no reason she can't poop and scoop. Police did not lay charges oh. against the woman, although they say she could still face them in the future what? if she doesn't get her shit together. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, uh I mean, obviously, I want to make the jokes that, you know, that's a shitty situation, and <laughs> crappy article, you know, but but also, like, then you gotta wonder how how far, like, how far into her calling card does she actually, like, put effort? Like, is there, like, a certain, like, image on this? I that don't. They look at it, and they're like, they're like, God damn, it's another butterfly. It's her again. You <laughs> she know? puts or... a stamp in her shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, I mean, how do you not know, for the most part, like, you know this has become a serial issue. How do you not notice, like, have, you know, have somebody out there watching for, you know, morning shits? Also, another thing that you can look at is she's actually doing her neighborhood duty because duty. Eh, <laughs> um you know all she's doing she's getting exercise and she's fertilizing the lawns of the neighborhood i, I mean, know you know what welcome. you know what i'm going to have to break your idea there because human fecal matter is too hot is what they call it to actually fertilize pretty much anything too many chemical compounds in it that are not good for plants oh. You can't use human fecal waste without Whatever. without working on it a little bit <laughs> before. How it do you know she it? hasn't been working on her diet to make sure that it is an acceptable deuce? I mean, that's it's true. I I don't know that she could really go all out in this. This is this is one of mm -hmm. those environmental impact stories. She's wearing a cape. It's like poop lady, and she just goes yeah. places and does this. And and people are not taking that uh, that wonderful thing that she's doing for everybody in the right light. They're, they're, she's helping out the environment, and they're calling her a criminal. She she may not be the pooper everybody, you know, wants, but wants, she's, but she, she's, <laughs> she's the, the pooper they yeah, She's the deuce you all need. Oh, gosh. I just... God, that yeah. is just disgusting. Um, there is obviously some cultural differences. Here in America, we don't poop on our streets. In other countries... Some places do, and that's considered okay. Um, mm -hmm. I think that it's way too unsanitary for me to ever consider that. Although we do allow animals to do it, but we pick up after our dogs if we're not horrible human beings who leave everything behind at all times. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, you, you walk outside, yeah. and every day at like 
9 a.m. You go to pick up your morning paper or whatever, and there's just a deuce laying there in the yard every single time with like a monogrammed toilet paper and a, a stamped deuce. You know what you did. Damn it, Karen. <laughs> oh, man. Ugh. Poop shows up on this show a lot, apparently. A lot. All right, next one. Australian teenager gets $20,000 for discovering a unique Dorito chip. So what? I'm not going to show the Dorito chip yet. I will in a second because I'm mad. I'm straight up mad. But I'm going uh, <laughs> to uh, read the story now. So here we are. An Australian teenager is cashing in her chips. What is up with these horrible puns? After finding a puffy Dorito and putting it up for sale online. Doritos is rewarding Riley Stewart, a 13-year-old from Queensland, with $20,000 for her entrepreneurship after she happened upon a unique air-filled Dorito among its flat counterparts and a bag of chips she was eating and putting the big guy up for sale. The Gold Coast teenager's one-of-a-kind chip. Remember that. One-of-a-kind chip. One one of a kind fetched bids of thousands of dollars, with eBay users pledging more than a hundred thousand Australian dollars after being on the auction block for just a few days. Find went viral on TikTok, where a clip of the chip quickly gathered over two million views. While the listing, which stated only Puffy Dorito, one of a kind, has been taken down, the brand is rewarding the initiative for twenty thousand dollars. So um yeah. I was about to eat it. I thought I should better save it for later. Uh, my dad's angry with me, <laughs> saying that since he bought the packet, it's his chip, but I ate the packet and found it, so I believe it's mine. <laughs> All right, here you go. Um, here's the image of the chip. For any of you out there, there's at least one of these chips in every goddamn bag of Doritos I've ever eaten. Yeah. That's just one that happens to have kind of gotten a little excess air in it during the cooking process and, and expanded outward. I didn't know that was worth $20,000. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I could have been a multimillionaire by now. Yeah, I'm about to say, I gotta. I, I have shit out a couple million <clears throat> dollars over the years. <laughs> so this says, this isn't the first wow. time that a Dorito chip has deviated from its next size triangle. Obviously, this happens all the time. But uh, there are other people who have sold unique-looking foods. An Idaho teen sold a jar with a Dorito in it as a conversation piece for $20. In June, a chicken McNugget went for a mind-boggling $100,000 on eBay due to its resemblance to a character what? from the video game Among Us. <laughs> oh, my God. If you ever find anything that looks like current popular culture, lesson is put that shit on eBay it. right yeah. away. Apparently, there are just people on eBay that do not care and will buy anything to. Uh, I hate humanity. Yeah, I there's a serious problem right there. It's like I'm gonna buy a a chip for twenty thousand. I mean, yeah, I, I I can't even fathom that would change some people's lives. That amount of money would be yeah, enough to yeah. resolve a lot of issues. Yeah, and someone put it on a fucking chip. Yeah. I hate whoever bought that. Yeah. Like I hope I hope all the terrible things in life happen to them and them alone. That and the the Among Us uh chicken nugget person. Both of those people yes. can go straight to hell. <laughs> straight to hell. There are so many individuals out there that struggle day to day with simple food and power for their homes Ooh. and places where they could live all over the world. 
to have someone wasting that amount of wealth and freedom that right there oh, i just want to punch somebody good old world you gotta love it you don't have to love it i mean i i yeah. honestly don't i mean i like some of the people in it but i don't like the world. Uh, even then there's a there's a very very small amount of people in this world that i like that's true our community is amazing though so you know that's, yes. that's oh, all fantastic. that matters right there we just got because <laughs> we just grabbed them all and shoved them into one little group like hey you're all amazing people and you need to be part of this circle because the rest Twirls of the world sucks here. we're creating we're creating an arc of wonderful minds that's what we're doing we're just <laughs> there we go and this whole world just detonates we'll all find a uh Oh, what you call it? We'll find some kind of um, what the hell is it called? See, now my brain don't work. I'm just gonna let you uh, struggle for a minute. Yep, one of those safe, ho- not a safe house, but like one of those underground vaults. Yeah, I can't a think of bunker the name of it. is what you're looking bunker, for. Thank you, <laughs> you dick. You <laughs> let me flail out in the water. We're looking for, for a, a Fallout Vault 105. That's what we're looking yeah. for. <laughs> bunker. Yeah, find ourselves some sort of like. Super bunker. One of those ones that the millionaires have created that are basically little cities that are just underground and we'll just yeah. live there. Make sure that we you know, find a way to have our own I mean, we don't even need an internet connection because if the whole world goes to hell, nobody else is going to be like watching, so That's true. We can all just hang out until we we'll just stories. all play land games. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, next story. Speaking of uh, making the best of your world, Waldo Man, fed up with a giant sinkhole, decides to throw a pool party. So I got an image here for y'all. <laughs> Guy just sitting out there, in, right in front of his house, there was a sinkhole that just ate part of his street straight up. Uh, so Waldo Man is so fed up with the massive sinkhole that opened up in his neighborhood that he decided to throw a pool party complete with the swim trunks and a cool drink. Uh, this individual snapped a picture of the new neighborhood pool near West 74th Street and yada yada posted in the oh, Walder neighborhood Facebook page. Uh, they indicate they're trying to po- poke fun at an unfortunate situation. They got my uh, deer in a deck chair and just kind of put it up there. We grabbed a Lane Quiggles shandy and just relaxed in my bathing suit for a few minutes and tried to get some neighbors to join me. But no one, 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 nobody wanted to come to the party. I mean, make the best of a circumstance, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought I, I completely, I had a different idea as to what was going on, and I was just real confused. What was your idea? Um, I thought like he legit had a pool party there. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, why, why? I mean, but, yeah, you no, wouldn't, no, no. you wouldn't want to host a pool party at a sinkhole. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was just I I was done with the world, but no, if it's just uh, you know, him sitting out there calling it a pool party just to be like, hey assholes, come do your job, then that I get, I get that completely. Yeah, I mean, you've got to think that after a while of having your front drive blocked off by like four feet of standing water and cracked cement, with like who knows how much damage going on below. Apparently, the individual yeah. had had, like, literally water leaking in for a long time. The city had just kind of let that shit happen. Yeah, because it didn't bother them. That's why. <laughs> just put it yellow tape over it. Conv- it wasn't inconvenient to them. It's like Man, the guy that's that, how most of them work. that throws the blanket over the bleeding guy. And he's just like, you're, you're taken care of. And just walks away. Yeah. <laughs> Not my that's problem. We just got to put up that yellow tape and we're good. Yeah. 
Caution. Yeah, that's, Don't walk uh, into this area. We'll get to it in about a year and a half. Yeah. If we have time. <laughs> if, if we, we have, have time. time. Yep. We'll never have money for it. So uh, when we do repair it, it'll just be another sa- <laughs> shitty job and it'll just sink into the ground again in about a week. Yep. Oh. All right, throw some, uh, just put some duct tape and some, uh, some sand on it. It'll be all right. Duct tape and sand fixes everything. <laughs> everything. Everything. All right, next one. Five parrots separated at a bridge's zoo after encouraging each other to curse profusely at the guests. <laughs> so, <laughs> a British wildlife sanctuary has been forced to separate five parrots who wouldn't stop swearing at visitors. Keepers say the birds encourage each other to keep cursing. Had to be moved from the main outdoor aviary. Billy, Eric, Tyson, Jade, Elsie were removed from view this week. They recently joined the Lincolnshire Wildlife Center colony of 200 African gray parrots in August. were put in quarantine together and quickly overwhelmed the staff with their naughty language. We're quite used to the parrots swearing, but we've never had five at the same time. Most parrots clam up outside, but for some reason, these five relish in it. According to Nichols, none of the zoo's visitors complained about the parrots, and most found them amusing. When a parrot tells you to fuck off, it amuses people very highly. (laughs) It's brought a big smile to a really hard year. (laughs) Still, keepers thought it would be best to keep them away from children so not to ruffle any feathers. They are separated and moved to various different areas of the wildlife center, so they are unable to provoke each other. Uh, they have said that the parents swear to trigger reactions or response. So seeing people shocked or laughing only encourages the birds to do it more with five. One would swear and another bird would laugh and that would carry on because they were engaging with each other. I'm hoping they learn different words within the colonies. Nichols added, but if they teach the others bad language and I end up with 250 swearing birds, I don't know what I'll do. (laughs) Oh boy! You end up with two hundred and fifty swearing birds. You better shut up and take my money. That's the first thing. <laughs> totally, that right there. That's a that's an engagement. That's an event. Oh, Go yeah. to that park. <laughs> also, that is that is literally what happens if you turn me and some of my friends into birds. Yep, you just um, bounce off just each encourage other. Encourage each other. Yeah, encourage each other to do bad shit. Like hundred percent. And uh, also. Chaos Con UK. Yep. <laughs> um, also, like, that's pretty much my kids. Like, yeah. if they do something bad and you laugh, they're like, cool, I'm going to do it again. And it's hard not to laugh at these kids sometimes. It's like that was the most horrible thing I think you're allowed to do, but it was so goddamn funny. And being a yeah. parent, you have to be like stone faced and it doesn't work very often. It does not. It's like, how do you throw your brother across the room and make him land directly in the toilet? (laughs) (laughs) That's when you gotta, like, look at him and be like, that was bad. (laughs) You're like, I'm so disappointed I can't even look at you. Then he said he dunked on me. (laughs) That's the, oh my god. Then he said he dunked on him? Yep. That's when you that's, just that's that's why that's why they don't make those uh that's why you shouldn't have any of those like those those cards the scoring cards in your house. <laughs> you just lift that shit up right when they yep. Oh, my wife would get mad. She should be so mad if I did that. Yeah, I could like imagine. that was bad. Yep. Mm. Eight eight 
eight, eight, five, nine, yeah. ten. <laughs> oh God, you just punched me in the head. That's something we don't want to have happen. No, no angering the wives. Uh, and then, because see, it could possibly lead to the 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 uh, parrots teaching other animals to speak. And this is how Zootopia begins, guys. With Spoiler foul alert. language, is yeah. what you're saying. Everything, everyone learns to speak through that method, and then that's how we get all sorts of of craziness and talking animals and all sorts of civilizations and With craziness and death and oh, I don't know about death. I was just I mean, you just you know you think that death would probably happen after all of yeah. The, I just assume you know that's, there that's there the are logical step hundreds of millions of animals we keep in cages and hundreds of billions more we eat every year. I'm sure if the animals ever came to and realized what we were doing, I mean. You know, oh god, it'd viva la revolution! <laughs> it'd be bad, especially for me, because I'm not giving that up. So <laughs> it's like <laughs> we demand our rights. As the pig brigade comes out, and you're like, "Nope, I like begging too much." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> y'all better kill me because it's about to get real upsetting right now. <laughs> get out the guns and the spatulas, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's just, I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. It's just, it's, this is about to happen. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that's what the serial pooper said before every event. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everybody get out of here. This, this is this, about this to is happen. happen. <laughs> All right. And that reminds me of a story I heard from PewDiePie recently, who had indicated that uh, he had a, a party he was at with some friends. And uh, mm-hmm. they were having like a potluck type type thing. Everybody was just eating whatever the heck they wanted. And somebody gave him something that was bad and he was going to get ill. He was going to uh, defecate himself. So he rushed to the mm-hmm. restroom at this place and couldn't find a bathroom stall that was not previously occupied and found a small room off to the side. This was a campground that had a lock- lockable door. Uh, upon opening that door, he had rushed inside and then realized it was a camp shower and not a toilet. But his body oh. told him this is going to happen now anyway. So he proceeded to wreck that shower room. And uh, from here on out, th- that camp tells stories about things like that particular event. And he worked there for like two years. Mm-mm. Who was the guy who destroyed I mean, the shower? It was me, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, when you gotta go, you gotta go. That's just that's how it goes. Yeah, sometimes you don't have a choice, especially if you have any kind of yeah. digestive issues or if you're sick. Yep, you get hit with that mud butt randomly. You don't have a choice. You know, that's something that wasn't considered in the cereal pooper case. What if that individual had like celiac, some sort of digestive tract issue, and they were just trying to get healthy on their daily run and they had no choice. Well, they had no choice. That'll teach you about running. Yeah, I believe That's that. Uh, like. I believe that running yeah. causes you to poop because it makes all of your organs kind of shift around and loosen stuff up. Yep. Happens with the dogs uh, too. You let a dog go outside and you're like, "Go!" and they just sprint and then they immediately squat and then they continue going. Uh, now you're. When imagining- you said that, I just imagine him like shitting and then just like pulling himself <laughs> forward <laughs> as he's shitting, just leaving a trail. Yeah. 
I knew you were going to imagine something horrible the moment I said yeah. it. Uh, yeah. so. It just makes me think of uh, what what what's that one game my son loves to play? Uh, Castle Crashers. Castle Crashers is a good one. Yeah. That's what that reminds me of with the little deer that's just like turbo yep. shitting itself. Just and it just goes everywhere across yep. the screen. Yeah, uh, that was crazy. Everybody's so scared they're launching themselves with poo away from the monster chasing them. Yeah, <laughs> good times. Go. <laughs> All right, next story. Goose flying upside down is simply showing off, say experts. There's an image for you. So that goose's head is like turned all the way around. The whole body's upside down. It was flying that way. Um, so there's a little more to the story, obviously. Uh, the dark gray, gray brown bean goose flying upside down was snapped by an amateur photographer near the Dutch town of Arum. The maneuver is called whiffling. That sounds like a sex move if ever I heard one. It's when the geese roll their body upside down and twist their neck and head 180 degrees to its normal position. Yeah, aerial acrobatic resembles a falling leaf, apparently, and may be used to avoid avian predators for a long, slow descent over an area where hunters uh, are at for sport and food. Now, there are a few different types of of geese that uh, do this sort of thing, apparently, but it does come from ones that are very skilled at flying. Um, Once young geese have mastered flying, they start to see that it is possible and how far they can go. But uh, it could easily just be that this one was doing it to brag to their peers like, hey, look at me. So that's just a crazy image I saw. And I'm like, you know what? We should share. Okay. Yeah. I mean, nothing like stunting on other geese by doing, (laughs) you know, crazy geese shit. Goose shit. Is that goose a goose? Does that uh, make you think maybe that some of these animals are a little smarter than we give them credit for when he's all out there? Like, I'm sure most of these animals are smarter than we give them credit for, except for my cats. <laughs> except for your cats. I mean, They're they are able to make gravity defying poos. I mean, that's got a that's some sort of physics shit. That- They're in the back. With like yeah. white lab coats on and the chalkboard, <laughs> and they're like, "How do we get this to work?" And they figured it out. They figured the equation. <laughs> How can we drive him insane again? Yes, every single day they are working on this in the darkest hours when you are un- yeah, unaware. Yeah, I believe of them. it. With those fucking cats, I believe it. But yeah, a goose that can uh, fly upside down, do tricks and wheelies. I mean, if I could fly, I'd try to do some crazy shit. But I, I, I get air sick <laughs> i get like worried that i'm gonna yeah, die i get vertigo like a motherfucker so i'm yeah. not trying to do anything like that yeah i can't even uh i can ride on roller coasters and that kind of thing but if you get me on something that starts spinning uh, nope i'm mm-hmm. done i am done i mean my stomach hurt thinking about it <laughs> teacups no <laughs> those ones that have the little handles that your kids decide to just spin like crazy no hmm shannon said no because she she really likes those kinds of things, uh, so I can't do that. So that's just another thing that makes her hate me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Extremely risker risk risker risky Weber County sees increase in people hammocking on power lines. It's an image there for you. The hammocks at two locations on this power line. Aren't hammocks supposed to be used for relaxing? Well, apparently not. The Weber County Sheriff's Office took to social media after seeing an increase in people hammocking between the power lines on the bench of North Ogden and Pleasant View. These lines carry 75,000 kilovolts, and that power can jump from the lines. 
Authorities explained in a Facebook post, the Sheriff's Office says they are teaming up with Rocky Mountain Power to conduct extra patrols in the area of the power lines. Uh, anyone caught on these towers will be cited for trespassing. We would really hate to see someone injured from either a fall or electrocution. Weber County's office, office said, Parents, please pass this along to your children. I had to read it in a weird way, because why not? <laughs> I was wondering. I'm like, why? Why does it sound like this? I mean, the <laughs> Uh So this is yet another example of crazy people climbing shit and then just sleeping up there. Is this a pandemic I'm not aware of? People that just like to sleep from super high heights like cats or some shit? Apparently? I... Uh, uh, Can you imagine? That that first in that image, no, the arrow that's no, a, at the, the highest point is literally between multiple high voltage power lines. Mm-hmm. I mean, one wrong move and you become uh, a lightning bolt yourself. Mm-mm. Nope. 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 Oh, come nope. on, these. You don't want to nope. try to become Hell the next like insane bolt. Hell no. No black lightning up in Hell. here. To the no, <laughs> no way in hell. No, I don't. I don't that. like heights. Period. No way. Uh, I have to be relaxed to to sleep. You know, I can't be all like freaking out. I guess technically you could just be like terror pass out kind of thing. Just literally make but, yourself going. That's what you said happened to the guy who got drunk and fell asleep inside the crane. But I'm starting to feel yep. like some people are just straight up crazy. I've been some up on poles. Like that. So th- this pole, this power pole, is. Probably a good 120 feet tall. I'd oh, imagine. Based you guys on the heard site. it here. You um, heard it here. Ty has been a stripper confirmed. I have been on poles before. <laughs> I used to pole dance all the time. Uh, <laughs> as as a, a cable repairman, <laughs> as a as a charter cable agent technician, rank three at whatever point they wanted to put that in there. Uh, <laughs> I used to be a stripper as a charter man. Yeah, yeah. I, I wore the I wore the utility guy suit, and then you know just assless chaps. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I got my little belt out. I'm like, let me gaff your pole for you. <laughs> anyway, um, I used to I'll climb through these. Here, here on the <laughs> coast where I did the work at, the poles here are horrible. And some of them are built straight into the side of hills and stuff. And we had one that I had to climb that was about 30 feet tall and over top. Like it pointed out at an angle, was being secured by a, by a high tension line and was over about a 60 foot drop. So climbing out on that line up to where I'm at with cable, which isn't at the power lines that are a little higher, but um, I was probably sitting 70 feet above free fall into jagged rocks and everything. And when you're there on the coast, even like looking at this image, it would have a similar feel. There is enough wind that nothing stops moving while you're there the whole time. Kind of wobbles back and forth a lot. So I can imagine being on this thing and hearing the creaking groan and seeing those lines moving that are filled with so much energy that they could just turn you into dust. And you're so high up that the ground like literally looks like it's moving away from you at all times and everything's shaking back and forth. Why the hell would you think that's a good place to sleep? Because stupid people are stupid, Ty. That's why. (sighs) Common sense is not so common and people do stupid shit all the time. This is why... I'm really surprised humans have not died off. We've defeated Darwinism. Just so you know. Yeah. We've defeated yeah. Darwinism. It no longer exists because we have medical science and uh, technology that can put us in a position where the dumbest people possible get their asses saved 
and don't die out on us. Yeah, hundred percent. I I it, mm, I have no words. So speaking of I dumb people, no here's the next story. Kids evacuated oh after fake leg is mistaken for a pedophile. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a kidnapper. It's a child molester. No, it's just some guy's fake leg. Teachers evacuated 60 young British children from a swimming pool locker room after they thought they saw a pedophile watching the children. Turns out the pedophile was just a prosthetic leg a disabled man had left in the locker room while he went swimming. Wait. That's it. That's the whole story. That is the whole goddamn story. <laughs> what? Hmm. Safety is always a priority, but why didn't the teachers check to see whether a disembodied leg belonged to a sexual predator before evacuating all of the kids and destroying yeah. their homes? Yeah. I mean, how, like, I don't. They, it, it's a leg. Yeah. They're like, oh, you see that locker over there? There's a leg sticking out of it. There must be a person in there with it. Those lockers are like two inches. How skinny do you think this predator is? And with those legs? I mean, oh, that was a big thigh, you know. <laughs> I don't like, know. How? How? <laughs> how do they confuse a leg for a grown-ass person? I mean, you've never confused a leg for a grown-ass person, Bees? I mean... Yeah, no. Call me crazy, but no. Like look at the look at that 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 uh, that that statuesque person over there when all you're yeah. staring at is a leg. You just like, imagine no, the only way that this could have like actually worked out was if they'd had one regular sized human prosthetic leg attached to like <laughs> some sort of really tiny person hiding behind a locker edge or something. You know, yeah, it's like, like, like yeah. comes out like a monster from the corner. Nothing about this works because to me, you know how much effort it takes to get 60 kids to actually leave a building to get them all rounded up. Like nobody's going to see the leg. Nobody's going to go anywhere closer to it and like nudge it, fall, watch it fall over or go out and look in the pool and see there's a guy there swimming that has no leg and be like, maybe. But no, you're going to ruin all those kids school and then force them to go home. And then the parents are going to have to like leave from their jobs and lose money, of course, because that's always the case. And uh, come and watch those children who now no longer like, have that. Okay. If you think it's a sexual predator, why didn't anyone accost the the gentleman in question? Yeah. They didn't even walk close enough to realize it wasn't just a leg. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what's making me upset. It was just like, stranger danger, get everybody out. Yeah. None they sound like Amos. Yeah. <laughs> that's a call out to our, our Friday game for those of you that don't know uh, here on Roller Chaos <laughs> like Jesus I, mm, that hurts my soul it hurts it's my soul it's bad it is bad it is so dumb it is so dumb alright and our final story of the day Twitch streamer permanently banned from New World MMO after milking a cow yeah. Oh, so there's yeah. an image. <laughs> she goes over and she can collect on it. Uh, this game, New World, brand new MMO, uh, kind of neat, interesting, still in beta. 
But uh, I wrote in here, Cowspiracy. So the New World's closed beta went live on July 20th, and Anna Fuchsia was one of, among one of the many streamers to get in on the action. While the first few moments seemed to go well enough, minus a couple of connection-related hiccups, the streamer seemed to be enjoying herself until she decided to try milking a cow. And for whatever reason, the game decided that this was a bannable offense. If you notice the image now, permanent ban. Your account has been permanently banned. Reason? You've been banned. <laughs> if you believe you've received this penalty and error, you may appeal it. So the video is so funny to watch because she's just, oh, milk. <laughs> permanent bam appears on the screen immediately. And she's just, what? So I thought that was fun and uh, decided to share yeah, it with everybody. Like, what the hell? And she's like, what? It's not even spelled correctly. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing. Okay. Um, I mean, only thing I can think of is, did she get the cow's consent? I don't know about that part. That that part was not shown in the video, Bees. See? See? There might be something to this then. It's like, that was other not than- a cow. That milk you got, that was a bull. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. We don't have any cows in the game, ma'am. There are oh, no God. cows. In this. You're not allowed to milk cows in this game, ma'am. It's not. This is no, There's no cooking involved. So what did you just do? Maybe you're just not allowed to milk a cow on live stream because, you know, there are some countries that are kind of iffy about cows in general. Yeah, but I mean. If you have. But see, I don't think it was a stream thing. I don't think it was like, oh, she did it on stream, so Twitch banned her. No. It was the game that banned her, right? It was the game that banned her. Permanent ban from the MMO, yeah. Um, Yeah. Which I think she has since brought to their attention, and they stated that there was some sort of glitch or something, and they reversed it. You got it right. That didn't prove how the hell you get a permanent ban switch on picking up an item. In this case, milking a cow. I wonder how yeah. many people milked cows and got permanent bans before this was brought to their attention. Like, I, to hell with cook. I love cooking in all MMOs that I play. If there's a cooking system, sign me up. But now I'm Absolutely. terrified. Um, I'm terrified. My party's going to go hungry. They're just going to eat, like, dirty rations and shit from now on because I'm terrified to cook for them. Right? Sorry. Sorry. Bees, just so you're aware. The next time you milk a cow in Aether and Steamworks, you're going to get permanently banned from this. Oh, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> next game, I'm milking the closest thing to me. Oh, Just- God. The closest <laughs> thing to you is Amos right now. I don't think that's going to go over well. I'm going to milk Amos. <laughs> <laughs> you can't milk those. <laughs> <laughs> you can't milk. Watch me try. Uh, <laughs> okay. So we'll Jackal, give him that warning in advance. I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm milking you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and with that, uh, we, with this episode of the TNB's Powerhouse <laughs> come to an end. Hey, Bees, where can we find you on your socials? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BigBees underscore. Um, you can find me on Twitch at Big underscore Bees. You can find me here every wonderful Monday for the TNB's Power Hour. And you can find me Fridays milking Amos on Jesus. <laughs> Just so you're aware, no Amoses will be harmed in this episode. <laughs> in that way, at very no least. Lesrin were harmed no. in the milking of this scene. <laughs> it, there's no. What the? 
Oh my god. All right. So uh continuing from there, I am Ty Lottie Vinstar on uh Twitter and Twitch, Lottie Vinstar Art, and of course the uh, executive producer and artist over here at Roll for Chaos. Thank you very much for watching the TMB's Power Hour. Hope you have enjoyed yourselves, and we shall see you all next time. Bye-bye.